Welcome to the Replant Podcast, providing biblical insight and encouragement to reclaim declining and dying churches for the glory of God and the good of our communities. Hey guys, this is Bob Bickford. And this is Mark Clifton. Welcome to the Replant Podcast, Mark. Well, thank you, Bob, for having me at the Replant Podcast. We are on the road again today. We are in Alpharetta, Georgia, and uh, we're here in a, actually in a hotel room, uh, but that's another story. But we're here in a hotel room <laughs> in Alpharetta for some great meetings. We are. With the North American Mission Board. We are. Learning a lot of things about how to reach North America with church planting and, and replanting of churches. And so we're excited to bring the podcast on the road. We so are. We're here today. So today's kind of one of those special uh, podcasts where we have opportunities to speak to somebody who is about to engage in replanting. And so let me let you tell the story and welcome our guest. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. His name is Keith Welton. And uh, hey, the story has a real personal uh, impact on my life, man. I, I planted, God allowed me to plant a church in 1987 here in Alpharetta, Georgia, uh, called Bridgeway Baptist Church. And there weren't near as many people in Alpharetta 30 years ago uh, as there are today. But it was beginning to grow a little bit. And we planted the Bridgeway Baptist Church 30 years ago, and uh, God, through His mercy, blessed it, and it grew quite a bit. And uh, after I left, it didn't grow till I left, but once I left, it grew really well and uh, reached a lot of people and made a big impact in North Fulton County. I grew to about uh, four or 500 people on a regular attending basis, but then encountered some real challenges and struggles and, and hard times and uh, began a rather slow but continual decline until its present state of uh, considerably less than 100 on Sunday morning. And uh, so they wanted to engage in a replant process and rethink who they are and redream and, and not, uh, not to die, but to, to be replanted. And uh, to that end, they began to search for a man that they felt like God had called them to replant, and they found Keith. Hello, Keith. Say hi. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Great to be here with you guys. It's great to be with you, too. So Keith's the guy that gets to come and fix the mess I made at Bridgeway. That's kind of how that works. And so if you do well, then I look even better. It's like, man, that guy planted a church, and look how big it is, right? No, I, not really. Uh, I'm glad you're there. But I want, I want our folks to listen to you and hear your journey, because you didn't, like, when you were like nine years old, you didn't want to be a replanter, right? Uh, no, I never even thought about replanting, uh, even 10 years into ministry. So it was kind of a new thing to me to, to start exploring it uh, really about a year and a half ago. How did you come to know Christ? Where were you in that in your life when that happened? Uh, yeah, I came to know Christ as a uh, freshman in college. I, I grew up uh, Catholic, nominally Catholic. Um, only thing I knew about being Catholic was it was okay to drink, and uh, that <laughs> says it all. That was my theological education, um, and was lost, was confused. Life wasn't going well for me. Um, somehow I got into college, and uh, before I went, the Lord just broke me, and I just prayed. I said, God, wherever I go, I just want to find you when I get there. And uh, literally the first person I met uh, helped me check into my dorm room and uh, invited me to a Bible study. And uh, so it was there that I heard about Christ, uh, gave my life to Him, uh, just my life did a 180. And uh, so that's uh, how and so I you, got involved. So you had 10 years of ministry before you replanted. What, what did that look like? Uh, yeah, a uh, few years with the college ministry, uh, then went to seminary, was very involved with my church there, uh, then moved to a uh, pastor's college and taught some of the first-year classes like Greek and communications and stuff like that, uh, and then came on staff with a large church, uh, was focused on outreach uh, and, and some other things there. Uh, so I spent six years at, at a larger church, 
and and always desired to to want to go out, want to lead a church, um, and and thought it would probably be planning. That's kind of the the model that I'd seen so much of was you, you know, you, you go plant a church, um, and uh, we we were setting out on that course and really connected with a group uh, that we thought we would plant a church with, and as we we're talking with them. Uh, just kind of out of, it seemed like out of the blue, uh, they asked us about uh, replanning. And when they said, have you ever considered replanning? I said, what is replanning? Um, and and so we started hearing more about it and it, it just, it resonated with us. It actually, some things that uh, had happened with us before, it, it just kind of small things. Like we, we, we bought a house years ago. Um, is built in 1900, and and we just loved the old house. Other people would come in and be like, "Why do you want an old house?" And we just, you know, look at, look at these walls, look at these, the character of the rooms, and and we just loved it. But you know, when when you had a electrical outlet go out, uh, it wasn't just hey, replace the thing. You've got to pull wires and all this other stuff, and 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 so we really enjoyed that. And I actually remember one time we were, um, I, I was working on a project. I was literally replacing the outlet and the wires and. And, uh, it, and things like that. And my wife came down and, and somehow we just started talking. We said, you know, it, it'd be neat to do this with a church. You know, we, we, we love this old house. We love what it has, but you know, things you just got to dig deeper and it's never an easy fix. Um, but we love it. And, uh, and so we talked through that a little bit and really didn't think much of it because the context we were in there, there just wasn't any talk about going into old churches and, and revitalizing them. Um, so it was, uh, about a year and a half ago that we started hearing about replants. We started getting connected with people that were doing it and finding out, wow, there's actually kind of ministries that are helping guys connect with churches to go and replant them. Um, so we started hearing about it and just felt like that's, that's what we need to do. How old are you, by the way? I'm 39. 39. And so you had 10 years of ministry and, and we're on a church planting trajectory until God began to move you toward replanting. Um, did, what, what did you read? What what conferences did you go to? I'm going to put this up. This is like a softball, okay? I'm throwing it to you, so you better hit it out of the park or else you're off the podcast. Well, well there are just so no what, good what, books what, on what, this subject, yeah, so I couldn't find anything. Yeah, yeah, um, all right. Well, good for you. Pull the plug. Uh, no, what books did you read? Here's the notes I wrote for you. What books did you read and what conference did you go to? There was some book I, I, I read. Uh, yeah, it was it was your the book that you wrote on revitalizing churches. Um, oh, oh, really? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> and we went to the conference, and it, it was fantastic. Um, and and I thought I, I've actually recommended those is not just for replanters, but you know every church you're 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 going through some of the similar issues. Um, but again, I, just reading that, uh, seeing how many churches close their doors each year, uh, you know, I I thought about you know, hey, I'm fine going to a city and being the, the the new guy at the new church in the new city. And I've got, I've got a group of people meeting in my basement. You know, we were, we were all about that. But then I just started thinking, I was like, it, it'd be cool to go in where you're the new guy at the old church and maybe the church that has gone through some struggles that doesn't have the best reputation. Um, so hearing that 2,700 churches close their doors every year, that was a stat last year. It might be different this year. Um, but just hearing that, um, hearing how the, the, the actual physical structure of a church represents something of God to that community, and, and what is it saying? What's the, what's the testimony coming out uh, of, of that community to the church? And, and so we just we love the idea of going into something 
and, and trying to get it going again. You know, we've seen all the, we, we love the shows on TV where they go in to renovate a house or right. restaurant impossible where you right. go in and it's struggling and, and, and they get it going again. And, and, you know, why not the church, yeah, you right. know, God is renovating all of us. So why, why would we not want to go do that? Um, so that book really just, it, it got me excited about ministry, but it got me excited uh, about uh, revitalizing and replanning. Yeah, so anybody listening to this podcast, in all seriousness, he's talking about the Replant Lab, and uh, we do those every year, the last week of August in Alpharetta, and uh, anybody can come to them, and you'll hear all kinds of testimonies and stories from practitioners, a lot of information, a lot of inspiration, and uh, really has helped shape a lot of men's hearts toward replanting as well. And in the book, there's two or three books that really are, are good. One is uh, Brian Croft's book called Biblical Revitalization, uh, and Mark Halleck has written a book called Replant Roadmap, and then uh, our book, which is called uh, Reclaiming Glory. Any of those books will help you form your heart and your mind to see if God's calling you to this very unique and yet incredibly uh, broad and, and amazing opportunity of replanting dying churches. You know, we found out today, Keith, that... Uh, Maybe as many as 1,200 Southern Baptist churches in 2015 went out of existence. We don't exactly know what happened to all of them, but they're not here anymore. I mean, it's not like they just didn't fill out a report. They're gone. Mm. Some of them may have merged. Many of them died, but they're gone. It's 1,200 that year. And uh, in previous years, as many as 90% of those churches were in communities that grew in population. So we have churches where we need churches. With that said, we're here in Alpharetta, Georgia. When I came here 30 years ago and we planted Bridgeway, North Fulton County was the fastest growing part of Georgia, and it certainly has grown, and it's huge. And there's nothing about North Fulton County and Alpharetta that's in decline. It's all still growing. And yet, 30 years later, Bridgeway had, had declined from four or 500 uh, down to what it was when you came. So even in a growing community, in fact, sometimes more so in a growing community, uh, for reasons we don't have time to go into at this point, churches can decline and even die in the midst of a growing community. And Bridgeway was was close to perhaps something like that happening if they didn't make some changes, which they did, which is good. So tell me a little bit about how you encountered Bridgeway and talk about your journey from where you were to moving here to Alpharetta, moving your family. You're, it's all fresh to you right now. You've been here how long? Uh, I started end of November, so we've been here a little over seven months now. All right, yeah, good. So I'm sure you've got it back up to about 500 by now, right? Isn't that... <laughs> A little, little under that. A little under that. Okay, whatever. You, okay. But I'm sorry. Start and tell us how you connected with the church, what that, even what the, uh, you know, what the interview process was like and how you checked them out, how they checked you out. Because guys who want to replant would really like to know mm. how that went. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and that was me. Um, I, I had no idea how to connect with churches. How does that process even work? Uh, and so I, I connected with some guys at NAM um, and actually started talking with Brad O'Brien. And uh, he put me in touch with uh, with a couple churches, and uh, w one of them was Bridgeway. And uh, so we started talking, uh, talked to the elders. Um, you, you know, there's some things as we were, my wife and I, we had some desires. We, we wanted to be in a large city, you know, maybe the suburbs, uh, something like that. I didn't want to be in the middle of nowhere in a small town. I, we we kind of like the, the larger cities. Um, and we just weren't sure how does that work? You know, will we find something that fits us? Um, we actually we were doing a um, uh, 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 a residency at a, at another church, and we kind of had a time frame that hey, if we don't find a church to replant 
we're just going to pull the trigger and pick a city and we're going to plant a church. And, uh, and I actually remember uh, we hit that deadline and there still wasn't a church to replant. And, and I told him, I was like, you know, I just, I really feel like this is what God's calling me to do. We need to replant and I'm fine. We're just let's scrap it. Let's just go all in on replanting and uh, put all our chips on that. And, uh, and it worked out great, which it doesn't always go that way with me, but, uh, but it went great this time. We started talking with the guys at, at Bridgeway um, and just hearing a little bit of what they, they've been through, uh, seeing that the, the church, it really fit uh, kind of the area that we'd like to be going into. It's a, it's a growing area, a lot of development going on. Um, it's a great location. Uh, so all those things, we just felt like, you know, I, I think we could get this thing going again. What was the biggest surprise or the thing you, you really hadn't expected, but happened when you've been here the last seven months? Uh, the, my biggest surprise going into a church that is struggling and dwindling, um, I've just been amazed at how great some of the people are that are in there. Uh, I've just, I've got a fantastic group of elders, uh, men who love the Lord, uh, you, you know, I heard some of the horror stories out there and the challenges other people have gone through. And I thought, man, I might be doing a replant and I've got elders that I don't even know if they're Christians. And, uh, I, I was prepared for that. We deal with it, but I've just been surprised that, uh, I've got, I've got brothers that, that I love that were locking arms that have got great ideas. I, I feel like I've learned as much from them as anything that I've taught them. And, uh, and, and same with the congregation, we've, we've just got some, some great people. And, um, I feel like a lot of our challenges have been organizationally. We're trying to get those straightened out, but it's just a great group of people who, uh, you know, one of the things that they said is, uh, and, and it actually, again, came, came from your book on replanting that, um, they read in there that if your church were to die, who would know in the community? And they came to the conclusion that no one would know because we've just been focused on ourselves. We've been focused internally. We haven't been going out. And so just seeing a group of people that, that are ready to do that, um, you know, one lady, we've been talking about that over the last seven months or so, just trying to engage our neighbors and engage our communities. And I had one of the ladies in the church come up. She's in her 70s and she's talking about... Uh, I guess it's some new thing out. It's a turquoise table. I, I haven't looked into it, but it's a picnic table with a turquoise top, and it just draws people to want to come and talk about it in your front yard. And uh, so she's just talking about this, and and it's not just a table. It's that she's trying to find ways to engage her neighbors. Right. Um, so I just love that. Um, I love that the people are are really ready to move in a new direction and um, have known something was wrong, but didn't know what it was. They were giving themselves to some good things, you know, giving themselves to missions overseas to taking care of the body. Um, but they really just didn't have an emphasis on trying to, to have a, a missional lifestyle that every day we're, we're going out into the mission field, trying to reach people. That's a good word, Keith. Every, every replant situation is very unique and some of them are full of very dysfunctional and even frankly, sometimes unregenerate members. Others are wonderful saints uh, who are a great remnant and really need someone to lead them, but they are all have have gone down paths, take made decisions, and and taken some wrong turns in some places, uh, sometimes with the best of intent, but the outcome is not what what they expected. And so a lot of it is just getting their hearts back to warm to Jesus and listening to what He would do and what's His plan for the church rather than what's our plan for the church, uh, and trusting Him and leaning into Him. And, uh, you know, we talk about being a visionary shepherd and just shepherding those folks and helping them have Jesus' vision for their church, not necessarily their vision for the church or the vision of a former pastor or, 
or whatever. It's important that that vision be be from him. But you know what? It doesn't matter whether it's a terribly dysfunctional church full of really uh, angry sheep <laughs> or whether it's a wonderfully sweet church that's anxious for you to come. The adversary does not want that church to, to come back to life. He does not want God to be glorified in that place. He, he, he relishes the idea that God's glory is being robbed as that church declines in the midst of people. So if you say, God has called me to reclaim His glory in this place, uh, you're going to pay a price for that. And um, has that happened to you? Hmm. Uh, yeah, it has. Um, you know, I actually uh, read your book. Uh, you were talking about a lot of times when people go to, to replant, they start having a lot of challenges. Uh, and I laughed at that. I thought, you know, come on, doesn't, doesn't always happen. Um, so I would have read that last June uh, and about a week later uh, made a commitment to go to, to join the uh, other church residency to look at replanting. Um, would have put our house on the market about a week later. It just took forever for the house to sell. We had some extra stress there, just things falling through that shouldn't fall through. Our, our friends and neighbors like, what is going on? This doesn't happen. Um, and then uh, probably a few weeks after that, I ended up, uh, I got limes. I got bit by a tick. Um, didn't know what was going on. Had all kinds of intense joint pain. Um, went to the ER. Uh, they heard some of my symptoms and put me on an EKG and I had second degree heart block. I'm going from 73 beats a minute to 37 beats a minute. Then I go on antibiotics and that had all kinds of side effects with me and the limes didn't get eradicated. So um, it was actually, you know, we had a lot of these challenges and, um, and, and a friend uh, talked to me and he said, Hey, you know, all these things going on, do you, do you think this is a sign that you shouldn't go? And, uh, and I told him, I was like, you know, me and my wife, we, we actually just talked about that. And, and I, I know there's a place you, you've got to take this into consideration. Maybe some of these medical things are, you shouldn't go, but we talked through it and it, it really felt like those challenges galvanized us that we were just looking at it and, and say, you know, we could not go, but we feel like these are just hurdles. We, we have a mission that is worth pursuing and and not just pursuing a comfortable lifestyle. So I'm, I'm fine taking some risk. And and so we did that. And, uh, you know, at one point they were talking about putting me on IV antibiotics and it was when we were having to move a house, you know, a house, four kids, all that. It's like, I can't do this. And so anyway, it, it's great looking back a, a year removed from it. And, um, actually just went to the doctor last week's full remission of the limes. It's just took a long time for us to get over it. Um, we had other things, other challenges with moving and it just, it, it, it was a mess. My wife actually had some health issues. And, uh, so it was, there, there was a real cost, you know, as you're, as you're looking, you know, as at a church, there were some things that were pretty comfortable being there. We had a house that we loved. Um, but we just felt like, you know, we see the church and Christianity struggling in this country, and and we just we want to get out and make a difference in other people's lives. So, we've got to take some risk. It's never going to be easy. So let's just go do it. Um, and so we had that's that was kind of our introduction to to uh, to replanting, having all that stuff going on. And then yeah, you know, being uh, being here on the ground, you you feel that opposition too. Um, you know, I was actually reading Nehemiah the other day, and it was just seeing with, with his struggles, you know, yeah, it was people outside the camp that were causing problems, but it was also inside the camp. Uh, and, and so sometimes you, you have challenges that, 
that are that are outside that are coming from the world sometimes it's it, it's you know those those within um and so yeah it struggles all around and yet you see god's grace god's provision and uh so we're just we realize we, we've got some challenges in front of us but uh, God has has met us in those challenges in the past, and we're just we're really looking forward to seeing what He does here. Um, it's been cool. We've baptized a few folks already. We've had people come check out the church, and 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 others getting more excited about the mission uh, that God has for us here. And so we we really feel like God's doing something here. We don't know what the end of the story is going to be, but we're we're pressing into it and praying and just trying to do everything we can to make something happen here. Well, Keith, I want to thank you for being here. I mean, being at Bridgeway. And I want to thank you and your wife for uh, following the leadership of the Holy Spirit to replant uh, a dying church. Uh, it is a hard work, and it is a spiritual warfare and a spiritual battle. But God will spare no resource of heaven to resource His plan for that church, and He will use you. Uh, you may be battle-scarred. You probably will be. But those will be scars for the gospel that, that uh, will be beneficial to you and, uh, and helpful in your life and in your sanctification. You're not alone in this. There are hundreds and hundreds of men across North America who are battling and reclaiming God's glory in these dying churches. And, and you are an answer to prayer. A whole generation of men like me have prayed that men like you, young men, would be raised up to help reclaim these dying churches. So we don't see 1,200 of them a year close their doors, but rather we see them uh, come back to life and honor God and make disciples and transform their communities. And it's hard work. It's a long on-ramp. It takes many, many, many years. Uh, you're not going to grow famous. You're not going to grow rich, but uh, you're going to be. Uh, you're going to have joy, unspeakable and full of joy and glory. And you're going to have absolute peace that the world can't give and the world can't take away. So, thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, thank you for being a replanter. Thank you for replanting the church that uh, that I messed up. And. Uh, Thank you for plugging the book, by the way. Absolutely. Good Glad show. to do it. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> Bye. So you can get that book called The Reclaiming Glory on Amazon or at Lifeway. Uh, it's a fantastic read, and uh, we know I don't encourage you. Mark, uh, we know you don't like the attention, but um, thank you for that work, brother. It's good. I also would like to mention, uh, for guys looking for connection, we have two things that we offer on churchreplanters.com. The Replanter Roundtables which are gatherings that are in your local area of other replanters uh, who are going through the same experience. They get together once a month, talk about replanting, uh, and that's a good thing. And Mark, we also have the Replant Collective. Yep, you can uh, sign up for that on churchreplanters.com. It's an online learning community, an online brotherhood of men who are replanting and revitalizing churches, so you're not out there doing it on your own. And we do push resources toward you and uh, all kinds of great stuff. So sign up to become part of the Replanter community at Replant Collective. Uh, find that at churchreplanners.com. We also have some journals you can download on Church Replanners. We have videos you can watch and uh, other books we recommend. And, and seriously, our book, uh, Reclaiming Glory, just let me be frank about this. Uh, I don't. Every royalty from that book goes directly to help plant and replant churches here at the North American Mission Board. So, uh, yeah, buy as many as you can because all the money goes to help replanters and planters. So, And that is a good thing. And that is a really, really good thing. And it is a short read, by the way. Some books you read... <laughs> Uh, on an airplane as you're flying, you can read mine on the tarmac before you take well, off. Well, I would so. want to call it a page turner. It's a page turner. <laughs> How's that? It's got big font and easy words. All there right. Thanks for joining us on the Replant Podcast. For more information, you can check us out at churchreplanners.com or nam.net. Thank you for listening to the Replant Podcast, a resource of the Send Network of the North American Mission Board. For more information, visit churchreplanters.com.